Are you talking about when, while I was gestating or gestated? Oh, did you gestate in Germany? I guess. Mm. No, I didn't gestate. I gestate a pizza, but that doesn't mean it's my favorite <laughs> oh. food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 162 yes. of Video Games Hot Dog. The episode where I got the number right. Dun dun Yay. dun. Gentlemen. Yes. How have you been? Yeah. All right. It's been an entire week. It has. We're kind of back on a normal schedule. Sure. I know. Let's less. leave town for a month in two weeks. You know, we have had, we've had out-of-town visitors basically every weekend for uh, a year now. This month... Has felt like a year. It has been a lot of stuff. Even during that week where we were at your mother's, so it seemed like a normal week. Right. The other weeks just expanded to make up for it. Yes. For whatever reason, not everyone who has ever seen The Jerk remembers that scene as an extremely important and clever scene. Which scene? I think it's a pretty good scene. Everyone just remembers the gas station scene where somebody's. Yeah, somebody this man, really this hates, man hates cans. cans yeah. yeah. My mom, uh, my mom. Whenever a new phone book arrives, she will come into the house oh. and shout, the new phone books are here, the new phone books are here. But the scene that I'm talking about is where they have just started dating, uh, Steve Martin and the blonde girl, and they're sitting in the dark and they are having a conversation about how long they've been together. And he goes on this monologue about how long they've been together, but how long it seems like they've been together. And then he breaks it down how long each of the individual days that they have been together seemed like <laughs> independently. Um, and then they play a song on the trumpet. <laughs> and it's really good because Steve Martin is a, is a fucking polymath. Gifted ma magician. He's a gifted magician. Yeah, he's a gifted music. But you, you know, you say that like it was an error, which it was, but you're still correct. What is that? There's got to be a word for that. An error where you're right anyway. Hmm. You're just differently right. What do we do this weekend? We uh, played a bunch of board games. Oh, we did. We had a we had like a weekend board game bender. Yeah, yeah it was. I got a headache. We were, we played a lot of. Did you get a headache from playing board games? <laughs> because I was playing so many board games, I wasn't like hydrating at all. Right, you were using you were using your uh, uh, Charlie's dad from Firestarter powers to dominate us at board games, but you I, overdid it, and so I you got nosebleeds. totally did not win very many board games this weekend. Man, we um we 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 played a couple test runs of Horrible Farm. That's true. It's pretty good. Uh, available online at horrible.farm. Not actually available. <laughs> but actually at horrible.farm. Yeah, but someday. Um, yeah, horrible.farm. That's a fucking domain I own now. Um, <laughs> did you know that uh, Did you know that the dot .accountant's top-level domain is owned by Knobtown LLC? Whoa. There are... So I found this list the other day of all of the top-level domains and who they, who owns them. And... A really large number of them and a lot of the stupid ones. A lot of the like dot academy, dot plumbing, dot businesses or whatever, like are owned by what are very obviously randomly generated LLC names hmm. that are just two words. And some of them are awesome. Do you think that they're real LLCs? Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it did, doesn't. Did somebody just make a program to file? LLC paperwork and then acquire a TLD? Probably. So. I'd like to know. I mean, because are what, you, is there, I guess, is there a rule that you can't have two TLDs or something? Is that, is that why? Yeah, I don't know. 
it leads me to believe that maybe all of those things are a guy. Like there's right. one guy doing all of these things and it's not some, because it wouldn't, I think that although, I don't know, I feel like they were telling me in the office the other day that there's a sort of a minimum investment of like $300,000 to be the arbiter of a TLD. Whoa. And you can, that's the minimum and you can be outbid for control of it, which is why things like dot game still don't exist because they are still contentious and dot book. Like it is in hmm. Amazon's interest to acquire dot book and then just own that whole namespace. Fucking internet, man. But split it. Like they have just destroyed URL. They have destroyed the meaningfulness of the namespace. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'll take a while. It will take a number of years before it's just garbagey. But I mean, basically everybody just fucking types whatever into Google now. Anyway, you know, if you're using Chrome, you're really just Google searching a domain like a grandpa where <laughs> you just go to Google and type Google.com into the Google search bar <laughs> or horrible.farm. That's probably what grandpas want. A horrible farm. We did play a shitload of board games. We, uh, our, our buddy, uh, uh, you might know him as the California regional netrunner champion. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that Cirrus won yeah, his netrunner tournament? In, in yeah. Chat. That's Man, pretty he's, awesome. uh, yep. He's going to, uh, well, he's going to Gen Con if they allow babies. He's it, not a baby. If he can, <laughs> if he can uh, actually have a baby suckling at his teat while he plays Netrunner at Gen Con, that would definitely be. Then be he's going distracting. Yeah, yeah. your opponent. I mean, you some, have to some mind fuckery playing mind games with his. Sure, it's like the baby knew that that wasn't the teat where the milk was, but it was the one that didn't have any ice <laughs> installed in front of it, so. <laughs> Well, shit, I have to go for that one. Um, yep. Turns out all you're accessing is man boob. There is a card. There is a Netrunner card that is so broken that I don't understand how it is allowed to exist. Is this the one that lets you... This is, in, this is that indexing yeah. card. It costs nothing to play. Is it zero or one? It's zero. Okay. Uh, you do... I guess you have to do a successful run on R&D to be able to use it. So there is all of the cost associated with that, which it was only because of the situation we got into that he was able to keep running on R&D as effortlessly as he did. But instead of like taking anything, it lets you look at the top five cards of the your opponent's deck and just put them back on the deck in whatever order you choose. So you both know all of the cards that are coming have control over the order in which they're drawing them to make it maximally disadvantageous, and you know whether running on HQ again is going to just win you the game. Hmm. It's he, he said that he once, in the first round of the game, played that at first, because the, the corporation hadn't put any ice in front of their, their deck, so that it was just completely open and unprotected. He played that. There were three agendas in those five cards and then he just ran he put those on top three and more his times. remaining three actions were to just run 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 and then was six points out of seven yeah huh. um that's bullshit the card is bullshit and bullshit and they should feel bad <laughs> yeah i mean i guess once you know that the person is playing with that then you 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 tighten up the security on r&d i guess Dude, I don't know. It was fun. I had fun playing Netrunner with him. We also played a game called Keyflower, 
which is a sort of a bidding game and about sort of, racism. You're sort of making a farm. It's I don't know. John claims it's about racism, but it. So you have like it's sort of worker placement, except the workers aren't really yours. Like you start with some, but you draw them out of a bag, and they're three different colors. And then like you, it, the turns are like sort of bidding on properties to buy and add to your farm. But the way that you do that is by saying like, all right, I bid one yellow guy on this. And then everyone else has to bid yellow guys. If you, you can't ever have multiple colors on the same space. So it's a weird, it's weird. I don't, I won the game that we played just kind of randomly. I don't, you were producing a lot of gold. No, I mean, I did a thing. I picked a thing to do and did it, and it turned out to win by a couple points. But it it's one of those games where so much of it is about predicting what other people are going to do that it's really hard for me to imagine the path to being any good at it. Hmm. Um, I am really surprised that I outscored you on that game. Because the possibility space expands happens. dramatically. And when you play with a bunch of people, it's very difficult to control what yeah. you have access to. You can also play, you can also, in, instead of using the workers to bid, where you just lose them and they go back to the bank, you can also play the workers on farm spaces. And then at the end of the turn, whoever owns that space gets those workers back. You can also play them on your own farm. But other people can also play them on your own farm. So if somebody's like, I know he doesn't have many red dudes, so I'm going to fuck him by playing a red dude on his cool wood chippery or whatever he has installed. There's also cards that let you swap out dudes for green colored dudes, which nobody has because they don't exist in the bag. And those become this weird, like, separate private currency, basically that you can put on stuff what else do we play we played some eldritch horror yeah which is a have you played that riff uh which one of them is that it's the, the one where the you're traveling around the entire world um okay, no I it, it is the simplest simplification but it's still not very simple it was comically difficult to set up really like the number of times where the instructions just said, now do this with all of these things, but there was no telling which of those things We had to were. consult very, a bunch of different like diagrams and yeah. charts to like understand like, what was what. It was crazy. Anyway, but it was pretty fun. There are 12 to 15 different decks of cards that you have to figure out what they are just from the backs, and the backs are not necessarily Yeah, the backs don't have any different. fucking words printed on them. Yeah. Like, they're just pictures. Um... There are a bunch of there are a bunch of like decks of cards that you don't use in particular games based on which old one you're interacting with. We got uh, killed by a spider. A spider ate the entire world. Yep. And I was unable to stop him with my trumpet. I explained that to Melissa, and she's she said, "See, see," because she hates uh, she hates spiders. Oh, and every time you try to talk her out of being afraid of spiders, she says, no, they are going to eat the entire world and there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing you or a musician or a psychic or, uh, ah, there you are. What was, what was Chris? Was he a private detective? Was he a football player? Was he a Kung Fu master? I don't remember what he was. There's a lot of weird characters in this. Was he a mustachioed brawler? <laughs> that's one of the classic hp lovecraft archetypes i was a shaman okay so my speciality was uh 
traveling to other planes of existence and Hmm. dealing with their shit. Which you did sometimes. (laughs) I did. Still didn't, it didn't help us. We still got screwed. I could play a a trumpet song and uh, make everybody more sane. Okay. So that's good. Oh, so you were the bard? Yeah. The bard slash necromancer, I think. Oh, okay. Because his backstory is about playing the trumpet in New Orleans to raise the dead. Huh. Huh. Um, and he's sort of a mage slash bard. Uh, what else? There were, we seriously just woke up. We played a bunch of board games Saturday night, and then we woke up Sunday and played board games until it was time to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. It was exhausting. Yeah, but I can't, awesome. I can't, I like board games theoretically, but I can't play that many of them in a row. Played Trains, we played um, Seven Wonders, played, people played Zero, people played uh, Game of Netrunner, people played, um, God, there were so many games, it's hard to remember all of them. And I didn't play all of them, I was just sort of... There were, there were enough people where we had, like, two separate groups at times. Played a lot of games, ate a lot of cheese. That's true. We had, uh, we had cheese curds direct from the middle of the country, or the north middle. The is north. Wisconsin's not the one that looks like a shoe, is it? That's Italy. Okay, you're right. What's <laughs> the one that looks like the football? That's North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, what else, what, what have you been up to, Riff? It's been a week. Um, I watched the first quarter of an anime adaptation of The Count of Monte Cristo. It was, okay. Really, it's, it's, was it it's set in the about, far, what? Was it all about revenge? Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's the main differences that I've noticed so far between the anime and the book is that. The anime takes place in the distant future after the entire galaxy has been colonized. Um, the carnival at, at which the main character meets the titular count at the very beginning of the novel um, takes place on the moon. And also the count is apparently a Dracula. But oh, other than that, <laughs> so far it's pretty close to the book. Okay. So, it, so yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. Can you make? There's a sandwich called the Monte Cristo, right? How many can you make? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what's on it. <laughs> I guess what is that? Is that? Uh, now I'm thinking of a Reuben. What's the? Am I making that up? And- Am I making up that there is a Monte Cristo no, that, sandwich? That totally is a sandwich. Okay, so there's the Earl. Of sandwich and the count of Monte Cristo. Can you make a Monte Cristo sandwich with Crisco instead of mayonnaise? Is that even a thing? You don't just eat Crisco, right? Like Crisco is a thing that you use instead of lard. Yeah. So it's only used in cooking, right? Like you can deep fry things in Crisco. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, you could eat it. I mean, no one's going to stop you, but you you don't even think like maybe a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I guess isn't like. The filling in an Oreo, basically just Crisco and sugar. Uh, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's lard and sugar. I I've don't never know eaten an Oreo. Use. What do you mean I you've totally never eaten <laughs> No, I'm lying, Riff. I'm lying. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's sugar, right? It's it's icing. Yeah. Is icing is icing just Crisco plus sugar? Is that how they make icing? Because gross. Make some of it that way. Is is butter frosting just butter and sugar? 
Because you could probably just replace the butter with Crisco. You could butter your bread with Philly instead and then just make cream. Oh, they do have cream cheese frosting. Yeah. it's So it's a fried sandwich and it's got uh, it's got egg, cheese, turkey, ham, basically. It's a fried sandwich. What is a fried sandwich? Like a grilled cheese? Kind of. Do you put a raw egg in it? What would happen if you put a raw egg in between two slices of bread and then grilled the bread? French toast. Yeah, is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. So French toast is just a gross sandwich? K- kind of. Yeah. Okay. It's like a gross half a sandwich with syrup on it. So if you took two French toasts and put... If you put down a piece of French toast and then on top of that you just line up three hot dogs in the bun <laughs> and then you put another piece of French toast on top of it. Okay. There is... There what do is, you call con- that? There is no uh, consensus on the internet with, about what the hell goes in a Monte Cristo sandwich. Okay, so is it like a Dagwood? Is it just a name for any gross sandwich? <laughs> I mean, it's probably pretty tasty, is my guess. But I, I think it involves frying. So who knows? The only fried sandwich I want is a grilled cheese. And why is it called a grilled cheese when it's fried? You don't you could grill, grill it. it. You, but you don't. No one ever has. I'm, I'm guessing that's not true. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never done it. You've never asked a sandwich a bunch of questions. No. No, shine that, that one spotlight. Yeah, you on. take a bare light bulb and yeah. you you that's hold it in the sandwich's face. Yeah. That's how you cook it. Yeah, that's good. It's pretty good. An like interrogated a, Like a grilled sandwich. cheese with onions and tomatoes on it. That's pretty good. That is that sounds fucking awful. Yep. Riff. Sorry, Riff. No, you guys don't know. It's awesome. I could maybe get behind a tomato, but the onions, boy, no. Okay. Tuna, I mean, tuna fish sandwich. Onions, like not like the kind you get in Arizona. What if anything goes in a tuna fish sandwich besides a tuna fish? Besides like tuna salad? No, just tuna fish. There, tuna that's fish. not a thing. Nobody eats a sandwich with just tuna fish on it. Well, so okay, you take tuna fish out of the, the container mm-hmm. and you put it in a bowl. Yes. You mix it with Miracle Whip. No. Yes. No. no. Mayonnaise. Yes. Hellman's no. or Best Foods, depending on where you live. Those mustard, are gross. you mix it with mustard. Oh, Jesus guys. Christ. Or Ugh. ranch. Maybe ranch. Ugh. I'm glad we found this something. This is going to be the argument there is that no destroys agreement. the company. <laughs> but usually mustard. Usually okay. mustard. Now, I mean, we, I would put have, some mustard so, in there too, but it's So clearly we disagree. We, t- we disagree on the lubricant. Now, <laughs> are there any other ingredients that go between those two slices of bread? Uh, well, I I would have put more s- in the tuna fish. Seen it done with lettuce. No. Yeah, you can put lettuce on a tuna fish. Sandwich. Okay, so potato when, chips. It's fucking potato chips. What? When when we ate a hundred of Jay Moore's tuna sandwiches at BlizzCon, <laughs> they had like a slice of cheese on each. What? Of them. What is that? What is that? I think it's like a tuna melt. Oh. Okay, all right. I mean, you yeah. can put cheese on any sandwich. There's no... You can just replace the bread with cheese. Yeah. Like Velveeta. Just tuna fish, a can of tuna is still in the can in between two slabs of Velveeta. That's the wow. American sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you put a candle on top of it, bam, world's most depressing birthday party. <laughs> so try and hammer a toothpick through it. Oh man, I had the 
I had the best epiphany the other day when I was like, oh man, if you were looking for spells for a cheese wizard to cast, one of them would be level vitate. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I was also trying to figure out a way to make this into a tweet, but I think it's too long. But the idea is that this sort of Indian fakir trick of levitating was actually historically done by them just propelling themselves off the ground on a gout of piss. <laughs> but the British explorers were just too polite to actually describe it. So in all of their accounts, they were like, oh, yeah, well, that guy was levitating. <laughs> so I'm just I, I don't really know how to get that story out there. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a I only know that it is important that that story be, be revealed. <laughs> what you need is some some doctored antique photographs do like a like a an an antique journal article or something revealing the truth. Yeah. I, I came up with a I came up with a tweet yesterday that was too disgusting and irresponsible to actually post to Twitter. So I just texted it to Gary Butterfield instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean really Twitter is just a vehicle for me to gain Gary Butterfield's approval, so it, I accomplished more or less the same thing. <laughs> Twitter did not uh, did not r- r- like fall over backwards when I tweeted the thing that you told me to tweet. Oh my I god! What it was. was that cow joke Zach's idea? <laughs> it was my. I said he it, made and the Zach joke. Yelled, yeah. Zach yelled at me. Tweet that tweet now, that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I sat there for a good couple minutes deciding whether or not I really wanted to click that star. <laughs> Um, there's a chocolate shop around the corner from our apartment where they sell. I did not know that you could buy, I guess it stood to reason that you could just buy a big bag of these. Uh, but they're just cacao nibs. Yeah. They're just nuts of they're They're like entire cacao beans. Hmm. And you sort of, you, what they say is roll it around in your fingers to get the outside layer off. But then that also crushes all the nibs. Well, it turns the beans into nibs, but you just peel it real painstakingly and then you can just eat an entire fucking chocolate bean huh. and it's sort of like eating a chocolate covered espresso bean but less chocolatey and also less coffee and way way bitter oh it's so bitter it's good you get one it's like chocolate covered huh <laughs> sure you, you could probably just do it yourself you look up on the internet how to chocolate cover things that's kind of a fascinating idea <laughs> yeah chocolate covered chocolate yeah you get like a peanut covered in peanut butter shell uh, anyway, yeah, man, cacao beans, if you like bitter things, fucking eat one of those. It's good and bitter. It's like all of the parts of chocolate that aren't sugar or milk or anything. Okay. No, I don't know if it has that caffeine analog in it or not. Is it? There's something weird about that, right? It's like it a has a caffeine molecule. analog, but it only works on women. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Is that why women like chocolate so much? There's some, like, w- there is definitely something that is physiologically different huh. about the way that men and women process chocolate. Oh, I didn't, I've huh. never heard that before. And I wasn't sure if it was that or not. I mean, I just know that it isn't actually caffeine. Like right. you are raised with idiots telling you that chocolate has caffeine in it and it does not because you eat a chocolate. I do. And I don't get the headache. Yeah. And it, and you also don't, you don't get all amped up and jittery. I mean, I think if I do, it's all just sugar intake and not, chocolate intake you should eat sugar-free chocolate no. that isn't a thing but if it was it would be fucking gross well, yeah guarantee carob, it isn't it 
Eh, I thought Carob was something else. I mean, tech, yeah, it is something else, but that's <laughs> well, what Carob it, is what really it something else too. Mrs. Moonshadow. That seems like a hippie's name, right? Your last name is Moonshadow. <laughs> Arlene sure. Moonshadow. So I was playing. I was. I was. I was playing the role of a kid visiting their hippie friend's parents. Their parents' hippie friend. And they were given some carob. I see. Yeah, that's probably not what we- I went to my friend's house once and his mom was making homemade ice cream. And I was so excited because I really, really like homemade ice cream that comes out of, a, of an ice cream maker. Uh, and, it, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time and you do all the cranking and the agitating of the thing. And then when it came out, it was fucking it was frozen plain yogurt. Oh, oh gross. Which was not bad. I mean, like... Just disappointing. Yeah, it was yeah. just... What? Oh, Euphoria was another board not, game we played. I'm, oh, right. We played some Euphoria. That is a pretty good game, too. Yeah, it was... I, I definitely did not experience Euphoria when I ate the frozen plain yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Did you experience yogurt when you played Euphoria? Isn't, like, Baker's chocolate sugarless chocolate? Mm. That really uh, it's bitter c- cooking close. Chocolate? I think it is. it is closer to... To sugarless, if it's not, exactly they call it that because you'd have to be totally baked to decide it was a good idea to ha. eat that, huh? Oh, ha. Hey. Uh, this past weekend, I uh, participated in a thing called the One Thousand Treasure Hunters event, which yeah. was like a. I freaked out and went home. Yeah, it was. It was kind of unpleasant. Um, so imagine, imagine like a multi-block spanning scavenger hunt. Okay. Riff puzzle 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 based. Yeah, it was like a puzzle scavenger hunt thing, right? Sounds good, right? Sure. Now imagine the that it happens inside the ho- the exhibit hall at Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like imagine people so thick that you can't really take entire steps. Yeah. While you're moving around. Oh. And also, some of the puzzles involve, like, finding things printed on the sidewalk. Yeah. And stuff that you just can't see because of the crowds. I don't think they anticipated the number of people that were going to be there for this thing. Because they would have had way more infrastructure. Um, I I, I was like, guys, I am just going to get grouchier and grouchier and more unpleasant to deal with. So, I'm just going to go home by myself. So, I just got in a cab and fled the scene. It it was not the, it, unfortunately it was all front loaded with the the sort of the worst bits because like there was a sort of central row that was just just completely thronged hmm. uh, with thousands of people and then uh, all the rest of the stuff was sort of on the periphery so it was it was easier to sort of get out of the way but it was it was hot and humid and it was not super awesome um, and it was it it was organized by the same people that do the like escape the room games out here in San Francisco and they have this propensity for (sighs) designing their puzzle hunt such that sometimes you get a clue very early on, which basically lets you get the final answer. But because there's still more stuff to do, you don't go over and turn that final answer in. Yeah. And so like about half an hour in, we had our like final solution to the thing, but we didn't, we didn't turn it in because we're but like, the well, reason that you don't do that is because you trust them. Well, because but, we also want to experience all the right. puzzles. But also we always forget that we don't trust them yeah. <laughs> to not design things that are weirdly. It's almost, I mean, they must be doing it on purpose and it must be 
a thing where it just works for most people that mm-hmm. like you, there are a lot of just sort of what are not really wild goose chases in the middle of the puzzle, but effectively are because you don't need to do them to solve right. the overall thing. And that's really disappointing to me for, for a thing to just not have any value in terms of actually solving the thing that so much of this was predicated on like a single sentence that you had to decode sort of to know what to do at the very end. And they gave you half of it in the beginning, like the top half, the top half. Hmm. So it was totally, so it was just obvious what the sentence was. And then all of the rest of the hunt was about getting the bottom half of the sentence. Yeah. But you just didn't need it at all. Yep. And that's weird. Yeah. That's completely weird. Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, I wonder if that was one of those things that was designed in Japan. Yeah. And so I could see like the top half of kanji being. Yeah. Like being so ambiguous that you would have to have both sides of it to do it. Whereas. Okay. And and with a limited. Just didn't realize that that Roman letters are so easily distinguishable by the top halves we should offer localization services to them huh we don't speak japanese (laughs) that's one problem that would make it difficult they could localize it once and then we could relocalize yeah um i hadn't thought of that until just now but i wonder if that's part of it they have they have some like native american folks (laughs) translated into smoke signals for them (laughs) Yeah, we were we were talking about how like there really aren't a lot of like how? we were talking about how because we're fucking oh, racist. We were talking about how there aren't a ton of uh, like uh, you know cowboy Indian like Western uh, role playing yeah. games, mm-hmm. and and Zach is probably like actually there's probably hundreds out there, but anytime you search for Western RPG, oh, like yeah. Google is just overwhelmed you're by talking it. about mass effect right mass yeah. you want mass effect yeah no mass effect 2 mm-hmm. maybe mass effect 3 yeah hey, there's a new mass effect game, game coming out in a couple of years yeah yeah, yeah. Did uh, you, uh did you guys start looking at um maze of games yet i haven't gotten the di- i only got the digital copy and uh, I, I have not gotten it yet got it yet yeah uh mine is on the porch of uh my house in arizona probably getting rained on hmm. or stolen no, nah, I won't get stolen. Come on. I live in a nice neighborhood. Okay. We actually have cops. Okay. Your disembodied head statue got stolen. It got put back, though. No, it, no I replaced it. You got a new it. one. Yeah, shit. That was stolen by teenage pranksters. Sure. It's not funny to steal a package. I, but it might be funny to light it on fire. Not the way that it's funny to, say, bash in Emily's rear car window with a baseball bat. That's a hilarious thing that happened to her on her birthday one year. Hmm. Happy birthday. I'm going to ruin your shit with a baseball bat because my parents are rich and I'm bored. Um, I did get the uh, murder by meta Kickstarter reward, which was uh, just like the the series of crossword puzzles. And I solved the first crossword puzzle and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know where the meta puzzle is in this. And I stared at it for like a a good half hour and I was like, "Uh, fuck, Hmm. I don't know. Have you dug into Maze of Games, Rick? I have flipped through it. I haven't started solving it yet because um, 
I got. You're gonna wait for the audiobook? No, I I got the fancy leather bound edition, and I don't really want to write in it, so I'm waiting yeah. until they email out the PDF so that I can solve it on my iPad with a stylus. Um, oh yeah, is that? Is it an annotatable? It should be in pizzazz. No, nah, it's it's. Was there, was I think it's just a plain plan? PDF, but I have I have an app that lets you scribble on PDFs. I thought it was going to be built into Puzzazz. That, thought... that, that is also a thing. I don't think okay. I got that version, though. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think I would just buy another copy. Because, I mean, it, they don't sell anything on Puzzazz for more than a couple bucks, do they? I don't know. But, yeah, it seems huh. it seems pretty interesting. The puzzles look interesting. I don't, I'm still I don't, on the lookout I don't know for so Cryptic about... Crosswords for Babies. Oh, um, that book that I got... Um, some guy on on Reddit recommended me a book about the construction of of uh, cryptic crosswords, and it has it it goes through like it starts out like okay, here's how anagram clues work, and and it has like a few pages just talking about anagrams and how to clue an anagram clue, and then it gives hmm. you a simple puzzle that's just all anagram clues, and then it tells you about the next kind of clue and gives you a few pages teaching you about that. And then it gives you a puzzle that's just that and anagrams. And then it well, that seems like a real fun slow. thing. What's that? Called? Yeah, that seems I'll, rad. Uh, Riff. Um, you should post that in the, yeah, I'll, I'll post a, I'll post a link to it in Amazon or something. It's pretty good. Just post a link to it in an Amazon review of uh, like a banana slicer. Okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, have you been playing any video games, Riff? Um, I'm not, I played a couple iOS games. I didn't play a lot of video games this past week because I was more in the mood to just watch videos and stuff. But I did play. Let's see. I played. Um, I played a little bit of. Um, there's uh, an app that is a trading card game like Soul Forge, except it's. The ge- the trading card game that they play in that one episode of Adventure Time. Okay. Is it the Adventure Time Card Wars card thing? Wars, yeah. Okay. So- I, I downloaded that at Emily's recommendation, and mm-hmm. I got bored with it before the end of the tutorial and just closed it and never opened it again yeah. it's i mean it's it's okay it's i guess it, it's sort of like a simplified version of soul forge much the same way that hearthstone is a simplified version of magic but i don't know it's 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 cute they've got good art assets they got uh what's his name that does the voice of the dog to do the actual tutorial speech joe dimaggio joe dimaggio yeah tony baseball um it's it's it <laughs> It's an okay game as as it goes. It, it's pretty straightforward and it's kind of fun, but mostly what I like in these sorts of games is the deck building and either there just aren't a lot of cards in this set or they just dole them out to you so slowly that you never see them without playing hundreds of games. And so, yeah, I, so I lost interest pretty quick. Um, but yeah, if you want a simplified soul forge, it's pretty decent, I guess. The other thing I played was, uh, 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 the app just says Bonza, but I think it has a subtitle like Bonza word puzzle or something like that. Uh, which is, uh, is this like where there's a little blue bear that no, uh, uh, like lives in your task bar? <laughs> no, 
<laughs> the purple monkey that that destroys your computer. Um, the it's oh wait, this is VGHD Virtua Girl HD. <laughs> what it what it is is um, it's like you know the it's like real imagine a real simple crossword like a kid's worksheet crossword where it's just the words crossing instead of a full grid but it's already been filled in and all the clues like you have a clue at the top of the screen that tells you like a relationship between all the words so it'll have a word at the top of the screen and all the words in the puzzle are a synonym of that word or things that are somehow related to that word and so you've got this this crossword that's been filled in and then cut up into jigsaw puzzle chunks so you're you're sort of reassembling a finished crossword but instead of doing it by filling in letters you're doing it by jigsaw piecing the the pieces of the crossword puzzle together huh it's uh, it's kind of interesting it starts out like way too easy it it took me like probably 30 puzzles before they started to get difficult, but but they are getting more interesting because the puzzles get a lot bigger and the words get longer and the 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 chunks get smaller to where are they are the puzzles constructed, do you think, or is the program generating? Uh, I can't say with a hundred percent certainty that they're not procedurally generated, but I don't think they are. The, the, it seems a little bit, well, I guess you could do it. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Hmm. I guess if it was procedural, it would have figured out that you were going really fa- Well, if they made it do it, it could have figured out that you were going fast and started giving you they're harder ones They're selling levels as packs. Oh, so okay. that probably indicates that they're pre-generated, and it's 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 actually it's free on the App Store today. But so it probably won't be by the time people hear this. But you two guys could download it. Gonna. What's it called again? Bonza. Bonzi, yeah. buddy. Bonzai. Banjo Kazooie. And that's pretty. Oh, I played a few minutes of Cannibal because they they released updated it. Yeah, they oh, updated yeah. it with new characters and new music and new stages that seem basically the same except slightly different. Like maybe there won't be any boxes, or maybe you never slow down when you hit a box or whatever. So slightly different rules for each one. And the, it is played, it cool? Yeah, it's still fun. I mean, it's it's. It's not significantly difficult, or it is significantly difficult. It's it's not significantly different from original Cannibal, but I like original Cannibal, so I like the aesthetic and the music of it a lot. That it ties in nicely it. with our assignment. Yeah. yeah. What have you guys been playing? I played some. Uh, I also played an iOS game or two. Uh, a game called Textropolis. Which is, uh, I don't know if you ever played a game called Word Warp. That where, sounds familiar. Uh, it, was a, it was a very early iOS title that um, you would get a certain number of letters, I think six letters, and then you would try to make every possible combination of those letters. Hmm. Uh, I played a game like that called Text Twist. Yeah. That was like an early downloadable game. And this is like that, except it gives you nine letters. And sometimes there are hundreds of words that you can make. 
you don't need to make them all to pro- like to get to the next level or whatever, but you get points basically for getting more and more of them. Is it timed uh, or is there just a number nope. of them you need to get? It's just a number. It's I feel like this was probably like a week-long project over at Nimblebit or something, and they just released it just as a thing. What, what's it called? Textropolis. It's not like a good game. Yeah. It's just a thing to fill your time, because I like making words out of letters. Hmm. But, yeah. it's Word Warp at least had a timer, which made it a challenge. Yeah. Oh, this is I just how many... This. I have played this. How many possible words can you make? I kind of got fed up with it. Emily played a bunch of it for a while. Did she? Like it was a, I feel like it was just a sort of time waster thing for her. And I like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it does engage your brain a little bit. It's not like, it's not like totally stupid activity, but it's, I think for me, there is a, there's a category of thing that if I'm going to do it, I want to do it in a way that is challenging. Like, man, I played a little bit of that. Uh, what is it called? Lex. The iPad game that you oh, yeah. ta- told us about last time, Riff, yeah. that was fucking exhilarating. Yeah, it's pretty like, good. I have not been excited playing a word game, and I only played one game of it. They uh, but they released an update that was like, yeah, it turns out this game is super hard, so we made it a little easier. No. <laughs> well, what they did was they made it so that um, they they made the timer start out way slower, but they removed the cap of how fast it can get. Hmm. So your your multiplier can go up infinitely in as opposed to stopping at times ten. So you you huh. you you get more time to begin with, but you can potentially, if you're good, make it way harder. Hmm. It definitely gets really hard. Yeah. Man, it's good though. It's a fun, challenging game. Yeah, I like the way after you get past a certain threshold, how the music starts to kick in. It's pretty cool. Oh, I was playing it without the sound on. Oh, it's good. I almost never plug headphones into my iPad. Hmm. I you just, just don't. You just leave it on, on yeah. silent. I leave everything on silent. I don't like making noise. Hmm. And like moving to a city has made that even more. Because you share an apartment with people? Well, but yeah, because it, the walls are just paper in our apartment, mm-hmm. and also there's people above us and below us. Like, we're not really any further away from you between our bedrooms be. in the apartment than we are in the house in Arizona, but it just feels like it, because hmm. you can always hear something. I don't know. I just don't like getting in the way, Those and I don't like... ghosts. Oh, are they ghosts? Yeah. The, the wall go- Although the ghosts in the apartment in San Francisco are fresher because the apartment building is much younger than right. my house is. They're they're louder. They're still they're still full of piss and vinegar. Really, just the sort of smell of piss and the taste of vinegar. Um, Riff, did you actually play any of the Konami Swords and Poker adventures, or did you just? speak disparagingly about play, it at length. I did play some of it, and I just, uh, the, I didn't like the art as much as I like the original art, and I, 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 I was initially like, all right, well, they've given you, they've given us a way to pay and turn off the, the energy seam thing, the, uh, the energy, energy system. So that, that, that seemed fair. So I was like, all right, that's, that's cool. I'll give this a fair shake then. But, just the the fact that 
so did you much pay of it? what you did you buy it? No. Uh uh-uh. okay. I, I I didn't run into a point I did not run out of energy uh before I got tired of having gems pushed in my face. Yeah, that's really problematic. The energy like being able to just buy out of the energy limit is fine, but the energy limit is not the thing that is constraining you. The thing right. that is constraining you is like In order to cast a spell costs like five cents. And like the good, like some of the weapons you can buy with just the gold you find, but the good ones you have to pay with gems and just, man, I didn't. And you just don't get any gems from normal play. Like it's. You do, but there's a finite number. You get like a few the first time you clear out a particular level. Well, right. But it's not enough to buy anything. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, you can buy the thing that is just like, hey, buy this with gems. We've taught you how to do this, and you have to do it as part of the tutorial. And you can't... Man, it has a feature of over-tutorialization in games that I think is unforgivable, which is that you cannot turn off the music Mm -hmm. until you are done with the fucking tutorial. Like, you cannot go into the options menu. And I I can imagine the meeting where it was decided that that was going to be a thing. But it's like, it's one of those games also that it doesn't stop you from listening to podcasts while you're playing it. But it actually might not even be one of the things that I'm describing, but it stops the podcast from playing every time it loads a new scene and starts playing music. Uh, So you have to just keep hitting the fucking thing to make it play again. Man, I didn't even, I didn't get as far as the part that Jamelli was telling us about today. The, the really evil bit where you just come to a gate and you can't get past it without three keys and you get those keys by either getting your Facebook friends to give you some or grinding out like 10 million coins. It was 10,000. 10, it was 10,000, but it was, but it was 10 times as many as you had earned through normal play up yeah. to that point, probably, or five times as many. The Facebook integration is like, It's like a joke about a shitty free-to-play game. Mm -hmm. Like, who who cares about that anymore? You never see that the way that you used to, at least. I still, I mean, you you don't log into Facebook, so of course you don't see it. But people are still playing games and inviting me to play games on Facebook. Hmm. I still get. I I have not seen invitations. I have not seen like an iOS game in years entreat me to connect it to my Facebook. I I have seen dozens in the past year. Yeah, there is. I don't know if our listeners are familiar with Sword and Poker. The old ones are for sale again, and I would wholeheartedly recommend buying both of them. Yeah, they were great. I I played through both of them. Yeah, they were fantastic all the way, and they were fun. Um, I really want more of that. Yep, but not like this. Those, yeah, those guys don't exist anymore, and it's these new the Konami guys that own the license. So, but They're- it's like it's an RPG where the combat is abstracted out to a five by five grid. With it starts out by seeding the three by three center of it with uh, with nine cards from a deck of cards, and then you have a hand of four cards, and your move is to play two cards on the outside of the grid to form a poker hand or in later in the round, multiple poker hands potentially. Um, Cause you also get to play off the opponents. Yeah. Cards. If you complete one of the outer rows yeah. or columns, which you always do zero or two of at a time or four. Um, but it's super good. 
It is good. And this has, this version of it has a bunch of really cool stuff happening in it. A bunch of different spells that you can use. Yeah, they added some new spells and the shields, but. But it is. But yeah, I I did go back and play some of Sword and Poker 2, the original one. And like, like after I got tired of the new one, I went back and, and played Sword and Poker 2. And it's, I, I did not miss any of the new stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed more sort of sprawling. I don't remember. Like, they seemed very kind of bookworm adventures-y yeah. in their scope. You know, I guess what I really want is a game like that where you're making choices in the sort of outside framework of the game. Hmm. Which... You definitely are in like a puzzle quest, right? Like there's puzzle quest two was, I just didn't get into it all because the, the way that they expressed the abstraction of the overworld stuff in that game, I found really off putting and not, it was very difficult for me to like sort of figure out like how much of this have I seen? Hmm, I don't really more so than puzzle quest one. I mean, it was like, you were like miniatures moving around in a dungeon, hmm. but it was divided into rooms instead of just the original puzzle quest was just sort of a node graph, right? Yeah. And you could get a sense based on how much landmass you could see of how much stuff there was to explore, but you still had options, right? You still could go back and play different mini games to work on different abilities that you could take into the combats or whatever. And I don't remember it being super linear. I might. I might be wrong about that, but with with the sword and poker games, and I mean the free to play one, this is not like a thing that would be better about that if it weren't free to play because it's still pretty linear. Although there are some, the levels have like little diverticula where you can fight an extra hard monster and get an extra piece of treasure or whatever. The, the like a lot of the times it's too, just gold. Did they? Yeah. I didn't remember them having like optional branches of stuff. I mean, they're not real long. It's, it's things like there'll be one extra guy off to the side or a level will have like a loop in it and you take one branch or the other to get to the end. But yeah. Are you hot? I'm not just imagining this. I am warm. That's yes. it. Studio... Studio. Studio line. Um, is, there a, is there a girl that's been on your mind? I wonder if the air conditioning just shuts off after a certain time of night. Um, that's all you played, Kevin? Uh, base, I mean, I've been playing some Fault still because once they enable the ability to play a free endless game once a day, I was able to get past their paywall. Which, which game? Fault. It's F O L T. It's um, it is a match three game, which is uh in the meta structure is very similar to Candy Crush Saga. Like there is a big sort of map that you are sort of getting to new levels as you complete various challenges and stuff. Um, and it is the 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 moment to moment gameplay is like a match three game, but instead of there being a populated board where you're like swapping tiles or whatever it is a the boards are almost all um uh unpopulated and you are like unfolding a square and you get like a little bit of a preview of what the colors of the upcoming squares are going to be and then you're trying to match three there it's it's actually pretty good i i enjoy the like logic puzzle of it 
Um, and you know, it has the same mechanics where you have a certain number of lives where, and if you fail a level, you lose a life and the lives are charged over time. But that, that has actually been kind of positive because as a puzzle game, I will just sort of potentially just sit there and play it until I like, you know, an hour will pass or whatever. And this one forces me to stop every five or 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and go back to whatever else I was doing that was more productive. I apologize if I've just increased the amount of room noise that is audible on the podcast, but uh, it is sweltering in here. I did not notice any change. Um, what else have I... Well, it's probably not any hotter where you are as a result of <laughs> this. It can't uh, get much harder. I played a little bit of Black, which is a game that Zach had recommended a long time ago, and I finally downloaded oh yeah that's the one where you draw the pattern on the screen and then it, it repeats. repeats the pattern in a point and you have to avoid certain things and hit certain things yeah that is i'm happy that that is making somebody some money because that was clever it's a good game uh it was there was a apple promotion where they had a bunch of sort of good puzzle games and so i got uh, most of the ones i hadn't already owned hmm. and have been playing through those there was a, a game called memento something or other and i've been playing that some yeah, like, you know, just a bunch of little puzzle games, basically. That's what I've been doing. I played a game called uh, A Story About My Uncle. Okay. Uh, which is like a sort of a 3D puzzle platformer thing. It's like a grappling hook game, kind of. I don't remember how I found out about this. It might have just been on a Steam highlight or something. Okay. Um, but I played 15 minutes of it. It had some... Uh, English, not their first language, writing and uh, narration, which was, uh, was kind of funny. Um, but it was cool. You're you're in a cave where there's all these sort of floating rock formations, and a lot of them are moving around, and they, they have different grappling hook points on them, and so you're doing a lot of, like, swinging around to get your momentum in a certain way, and it's, it's I don't know, it's fun. Grappling hook games are fun. Mm, yep. Yeah. Uh, I guess, Riff, you, never, you didn't ever really get into Hearthstone, huh? No, not really. Hearthstone released That's yesterday, I guess. Thing. The um, yeah, there's like a single player, a single player expansion to it, which is coming out piecemeal over five weeks, I guess. Um, we're really over four weeks, but the first the first quarter of it, which I think there are five quarters, uh, so it's not really quarters, but uh, it consists of three opponents that you beat on a sort of normal difficulty level and then that unlocks two specific class challenges where it picks a deck for you for you to play against them and then doing that unlocks a special card for that class uh, beating them on normal mode unlocks some cards um just general neutral cards um which are cool and they're themed after the next remes floating citadel of the undead mm-hmm. um it's good, though. A lot of people who are serious Hearthstone players were talking about how easy it was, and I was like, fuck you guys, this is hard as balls. But it actually made it so I had to sort of learn a little bit about the, the sort of metagame of Hearthstone, where it was like, no, it was trivial. All I did was use a mage control deck. I was like, what's a mage control deck? And then I learned that, and then it was like, well, I, I searched for, what's a cheap mage control deck and so it gave me the cheapest one and then there were parts of that that were expensive that i didn't have so i just replaced them with some 
I guess, choices that I made of things to replace the suggested cards in this pre-made deck with. And then, you know, then I beat the, I beat the, 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 the bad guys that were harder than, I don't know. I guess they weren't harder than people that I had played against in the past necessarily. It's just that they were unfair because they Asymmetric. had overpowered cards and hero powers. Yeah, their hero abilities were were interesting. The like one of the base classes has a hero ability that for two mana summons a one one creature. And the first boss has a hero ability that for two mana summons a three one creature. Huh. Which you basically have to counter that by using, like, half of the heroes, their hero power allows them to very readily dispatch a monster with one health. Okay. So, like the mage, that guy summons one of those things, and her two-mana two, two mana ability is just to deal one damage to it, and so it's just over. Right? But I don't play any of those regularly, so I didn't have any decks that were sort of already the kind of decks that these were sort of designed to require. In order to beat them, I haven't tried the heroic versions of them, which are just way harder, because I feel like I would probably just get frustrated. But I beat them all on normal mode, and I'm excited about the remaining wings opening up. I really like it when a game takes advantage of the fact that, like, what I was talking about with Magic 2015, I really liked the opponent that you were fighting that just had a special ability in play from the beginning of the game that would never happen mm -hmm. in Magic. I also liked, I liked playing against the opponents in Magic 2014 where it was like, my theme is I'm just going to summon a fucking spider every turn and I will always, like, my, the deck is just stacked and it is like swamp spider, swamp spider, swamp spider, swamp spider, 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 spider. So, like, it's just a spider factory and you figure out how to deal with that. And that is a thing that operates within the rules of the game, but it is not a thing that could ever happen unless you just decided that you were going to play solitaire magic against a... You know, to make up rules for when it attacked and everything, but... I remember there was a solitaire variant that was listed in either the little instruction booklet that used to come in decks of magic cards, or... In there was a book that they published that I think was like after revised, it was just a sort of a collection of instructions and like strategy guides. And I still have it. It was like a little sort of pocket sized paperback that just looked like a magic card hmm. on the front, but it had a solitary variant in it that was just like, your goal is to kill yourself. So you don't have any blockers. Your goal is to do 20 damage in hmm. six turns or whatever. Huh. And that's sort of interesting because it sort of, you know, that is a gauge of the strength of a deck. Like how yeah. fast does it get stuff out? I know one of the bosses that they've already revealed for later in the Hearthstone thing is a guy who does not play any cards. He just <clears throat> has a weapon that he attacks you with every turn and after six turns, he'll just kill you. Hmm. So you just have to get enough creatures out to do enough damage to him to kill him before that. Hmm. And then I think maybe the heroic version of him just has more hit points or fewer turns in which to do it. But I guess they're sort of modeled after the way the fights were 
or thematically at least they're modeled after the way the the bosses actually behaved in Naxxramas and I don't know if it was the original or the revised hmm. I also don't know how to pronounce it I've always said Naxxramas Naxxramas I guess if there were multiple other floating undead citadels named something Ramus like the reason that I think that it is Nyarlat Hotep instead of Nyarlathotep is that it is Amon Hotep. Mm-hmm. Right, and not Amanatab. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that the first part ends with a T is a coincidence rather than it being a TH. But we don't know that for Naxxramas. Rendezvous with Ramus? Hmm. Anyway. Harold Ramus? I'd like to rendezvous with Harold Ramus one day in heaven. Sad. In in the news last week, I don't know if you used it in this show or not. When you were out of the bathroom, and I was talking with Kevin about how how Cosmo did an eighteen minute and twenty nine second Ocarina of Time run. This week, he he got an eighteen minute and ten second. <laughs> so he he his goal was to get under. 18. He's never going to get that those 18 minutes and 20 seconds back now that yeah. he's beaten his own record. He his goal was to get below was to like shave another 10 seconds off of it and he ended up shaving off a 20 seconds off of it. And he was like, "Oh, that's the best speed run he's ever done in his life." So that was kind of hmm. cool. We should do a, a sort of a Cosmo quiz about how he does uh he does those things. They're, how does he drive his audience wild? <laughs> So this assignment, yeah, capsule. It was it was okay. It did was, you beat it, Riff? I did not beat it. I got to um, I don't remember what the name of the station was, but it was the one where the next one is forty eight hundred meters away. So okay. like halfway through. I got to the one where the next station through. is sixty three hundred meters away, and I kind of got. I never really felt like, and I granted. What I like is that I had a sort of an arc of playing this game, Capsule, in 45 minutes of play. I never got good enough at it that I felt like I was really in charge. It just Mm -hmm. felt like the RNG. Yeah. I got... uh, when, When I stopped playing, I stopped playing out of frustration because... Up up to that point, I was pretty into it because uh, the it really evokes the the atmosphere and everything amazingly well, and I wanted to see where the story was going. But just that the story doesn't trip, the story doesn't really go anywhere well, for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it never explains where you are. I mean, I remember them talking about this on Idle Thumbs and and like how there isn't really a set, there isn't an answer for what and where is this. Hmm. There is in the creator's mind one reasonable possibility for where it could take place. Um, uh, On, on just that leg of the journey, I just got stuck there because there's so many drones that, that keep you from getting the supplies you need. And those, uh, those Shrike monsters that just one hit kill you. And I just couldn't get through it. And I tried like six times and just, they don't really want to enjoy it. They, they take away like half of your they, they uh, take, energy. Yeah, they they take like it was more than half. I think they, they can take like two thirds or more of a of a full 
tank, and you, I never had a full tank. You so. can restart your engine, which gives you additional battery power. Yeah, you know, I I tried to do that, but I couldn't get How it. How do to you work. do that? Yeah. So I was really frustrated. Like I I died two or three times to the strikes, and was like, "What the fuck?" Like it says, like because if you hold back, it'll right. like charge up and say primed. Yeah, and, and then if you and there's hold, an email you find that mentioned talks that. about that yeah. right so i knew that there was something about that but i like i was like what the fuck and so i actually went to the steam community thing and like people were talking about it and nobody had anything but they're like i think it has to be like a timing thing and i was like uh, okay so i went back to the game and if you listen so you, you prime it so you hold it back until it's primed mm-hmm. and then you hold down the forward until just the right moment where the sound changes and you let go it starts again uh. so it is totally deterministic and you can totally get good at it but it is super frustrating if you don't actually know how to do it so that is after you've run out of energy you can get like another boost yeah it's like getting an ion vents worth of energy huh yep uh well that would have made a difference yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) i never went backwards ever oh yeah yeah like to to collect something that you found behind you no i had i got it into my head that there was a speed that was the most energy efficient. Sort of. But I don't think that there is. I think there's, just, a, there's a point at which you're not like using extra energy because of the energy, the engine's straining or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I th- I sort of base that on sound cues. Yeah, I think here. like, but uh, your oxygen depletes faster than that. So yeah. yeah. It, that, it's a question of whether that is actually more efficient or not. Yeah. I mean, I feel if you're not going in the right direction, then sure. That just didn't seem like a thing at all. Like, why wouldn't you be? What do you mean? Why wouldn't you go in the right direction? Because you could be going like, so there is a direction towards what you want that you don't know what it is, but the number goes down faster than if you're going some other directions. And so, like trying to find that is tricky. And then there's all these environmental things which cause you to change direction. And so you have to like, like when you're being chased by a shrike, like you're going to go all over the place potentially. Right. So you, you make it, you backtrack a lot of the time. Right. But are you not always supposed to be pointed at the bearing of the thing or the things moving? It always tells you what bearing the target is. What are you talking about? What are you talking How did you ever get anywhere if you didn't... I was watching the distance to the target, and when it was going down, I knew it was going the right There's a number above the distance that is the compass heading of the direction of the thing, and there's a compass at the bottom of the screen. There there was no number on the compass. It was just grid lines. There's there's 90, 170. I I never saw any numbers at the bottom of my screen. Huh. Did you play it full screen? I both. Huh. Yeah, all I ever saw were just like ticks. the numbers are above the ticks. Yeah, I didn't ever see them. That's weird. It's weird that you got anywhere if you were just eyeballing the. Well, I mean, I, I I did it that way too until I realized that the other number was heading. It the first thing on the screen is like the bearing ten degrees. Yeah, it I, actually I never it actually that. took me a little while. It, I had huh. some I had a bunch of false starts where I just wandered away and eventually found no more air and died because it took me a little while before I realized that those numbers were instructions and not just statistics about my own movement. 
Because mm. it would just be counting up if you were yeah. moving away. Sure, that would make sense. Weird. I feel like the ver- the opening text of the game is I, I missed I'm the whole trying to get to this thing it. that is 200 meters Oh, yeah, bearing 10 degrees yeah. and yeah, then it pops you thing. into the main Excellent. screen and it says 10 degrees 200 meters and then you're like at zero and you have to adjust to 10 and nope. then you're going straight for it wow weird i never i never noticed numbers along the bottom of the screen on that i just i all i ever saw were tick marks and i never saw a number down there hmm. i I'll think to, there's also look at it again i think there are always two of them on the screen yeah i never know <laughs> i mean i guess not always but wow that's crazy so it is it's it's interesting i feel like it's a weird line that you're writing when you are trying to sort of obfuscate the mechanics of a thing there, I mean, there were a bunch of systems going on that you you could probably just never encounter if you weren't experimenting, right? Like, because yeah. you can, like, I didn't the, find out until after I'd quit that you could get oxygen out of one of those sea creatures or whatever it was. You can get oxygen out of multiple multiple sea creatures. Actually. Whoa, really? Yeah. So the 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 things the things are sort of like dolphins or whatever. Um, you can just run into them. They they will run away from you if you're going too fast. But you can just run into them and, and they'll give you oxygen. If you get a drone... With no... They'll just give you oxygen? Well, they, you kill them. I mean, right, them. but it doesn't take away power or just anything? Gives you, just gives you Which oxygen. creatures are those? It started with a D. I yeah, I always called them dolphins in my head, but they weren't dolphins. Huh. So. Wow, I didn't know that either. Um, they're the theriums, or the, the big ones that aren't aggressive. If you get a drone to collide with one of them, they explode into a bunch of air pockets. Oh. Hmm. Huh. Um... So that that's super helpful in terms of actually surviving. Man, I just I never the I was never willing to really experiment like that. Because, the, like finding because way stations was, was always so. like the super pleasant surprise. What's a way station? Way station just charges all your oxygen and uh, energy all the way up. Wow, I never found one of those. It's possible that because you were only you were only ever going straight down the the path um, that you never saw any of the things that i found i wonder how i don't think that it is possible for you to go like back to a previous thing right i don't think that it's actually you can't go back in something that you have can you go find it though i mean oh you mean can you go i don't know like that's the thing like if you're going from the comm relay to tau base or whatever and you die and you restart at the tower relay. Does Combase exist on that map? I don't think so because the map just randomly changes and it's just Yeah, and it's it's going it sets you in a random direction every time and you know every destination is coincidentally like slightly further away than the destinations before. But it felt to me and I think this is just because I'm not very good at it. I didn't get very good at it. Like your success or failure was so random based on what had happened to spawn. It was, the, there was definitely a bunch of randomness involved, but it, there was there, a lot of skill involved too. Like there are patterns to it, certainly, because there'll be all those like regular grids of pylons or whatever. So if sure. you see a bunch of those, you will know there is never anything good in there. So don't bother that's, that's scanning. That's not always true. It's. I never saw anything other than crates in the middle of pylons. That, that is the tendency, but sometimes there's an ion vent or an air pocket or whatever. Like it's those things are, I think those things are just randomly scattered around. 
But I just wonder if it is random or if there are tendencies. That yes. I definitely, in, in a lot of cases, would find like three or four ion vents in a kind of a jagged line. Sure. Right, which seemed like not a coincidence. Yeah. And so I would start to sort of seek out patterns of unknown blips that looked like that. Huh. But but I thought you didn't do you did you did you ever deviate from your course? Well, no, not really, okay. but you you run into stuff. Sure. Like there's all kinds of stuff no matter where you go, right? So Yeah. There was that note, one of the notes about finding a dead therium. Yeah. But it didn't say anything about it. There was nothing that <laughs> led me. Yeah. That nothing that led me to believe that that was a thing that you could make happen on purpose. I mean, I, I was constantly getting stuff to run into mines to kill it. Like you kill drones and you kill the shrikes by having them in, like just having them run into mines. Huh. I just never bothered. Like I just ran away from everything, which I guess is maybe less efficient. Because you have to waste energy. Yeah. And I often, and like... It's time you're not... you Where you can't stop and pick something up when you're running. The thing that got frustrating to me was, if you run out of energy, you just have to sit there and wait. Well, you don't. You, you're, theoretically, you are trying to restart your thing, but yeah. they don't make, if, it, they if, don't make if, that if super clear. That, yeah. I mean, I remember reading the email about having to do that, but it, I don't know how you would ever figure out yeah, I don't either. Like, I mean, I guess maybe the reason that you have to sit here and listen to your guy suffocate is so you will fuck around and try different things, right. and maybe you discover this. Mm. Obviously, somebody discovered it, but I don't know. It just kind of was like, ah, well, I guess now it's time that I fucking Alt-F4 and then rerun this and start over. Huh. Um, there's no way to pause it. Well, and I think that's intentional. Yeah. But, I mean, it sucked. Like, today, when I was playing it at work, and then we <laughs> needed something, and I'm, you know, I had to do my job. Right. I like this game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a super, super sort of straightforward experience. Um, but it was good. It was just like all of the things, all of the decisions in it seemed very deliberate and were good. Mm -hmm. I, as I far as the, the, the way it looks and the, the sound, it, it, the sort of suffocating feeling it evokes. The one time I, uh, I got to the next station, like, just as my screen was starting to go black from being oh, nice. out of oxygen. <laughs> and my guy goes, <coughs> it was, uh, it was pretty satisfying. <laughs> so, uh, I am, um, I wondered, I kept expecting the docking procedure thing to initiate and then the tanks not to fill up all the way. Hmm. And I don't know if that ever happens. No. I kept expecting something to jump out at you, but that just also never happens. Hmm. No. It was, there was not much horror in this game, which I thought there was going to be a horror well, element to it. I mean, there's... There's the, like, suffocation fear, I Did guess. Did you play that, like, breathing inside the coffin game? No. <laughs> that I doesn't forget. sound like a very good game. Well, was this, like, a, a high school game where they stuck you in the closet? Yeah, seven minutes in the coffin, yeah. and then an eternity in heaven. <laughs> um, it, I don't remember. I mean, it was just a game about like m managing two meters against each other, but like it was just the minute or so that it took you to die. It, like, it, 
Wow. Yeah. It, it, anyway, it was scary in the way that that was scary. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So what is our next assignment? The Secret of Monkey Island, because you've never played it. And that's Monkey yep. Island 1, correct? Yeah. Yep. Are you sure we didn't do this as an assignment? I've never played it. Does it does seem sure kind of familiar. We didn't just do it as, a, as an assignment and you're bad at being on the podcast? I've, as far as I know, I have done every assignment. Hmm. hmm. Well, we're going to play Secret of Monkey Island. I honestly might just watch a video of it being played. Okay. Because I don't know that I want. I really want to play it again. Because I've played it recently. I've played it within the last couple of years. Um, so then you, you should could, be able to just you could play the second it. one or or one of the ones you haven't played recently instead. No, your your role is to just play the wrong game <laughs> for the assignment. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Secret of Monkey Island. Once or twice. <laughs> it's a classic adventure game, and we're going to play it, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. So join us for that. Uh, Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail question yes. that we would eventually read someday, how would they do that? Well, they could tweet us at VGHotDog. They could email us at VGHotDog.gmail.com. At VGHotDog at gmail.com. Not, not dot gmail.com, because that's not a thing. Uh, and they could go to our website, VideoGamesHotDog.com. VideoGames.HotDog.com. <laughs> Net.com. Dot HotDog. Do we Gentlemen. own the dot HotDog TLD? I, that's owned by Corn Field Mo. LLC. <laughs> Atomic Baloney LLC. Okay. Atomic was one of the words in their random corporation name generator. Do you, are you sad that you did not make a random corporation name generator and get a bunch of TLDs? <laughs> hmm. Kind of. Although I wouldn't have really wanted to outlay a bunch of cash for that. Maybe it doesn't actually cost any cash. I, I cannot mean, imagine costs, somebody just a few hundred dollars to just create an LLC. Like mm -hmm. there are these like accredited advertisers that you have to you have to publicly advertise the formation of a corporation. Okay. But that just consists of like an ad in the paper that runs for a week and there are these packages that are like minimum legally required corporate advertising package. And it just is like this. We've done it twice. Um, once before I met you and once after for our fake Zapcon Corporation. Right. That with any luck will soon become a real Zapcon Corporation. It's already a real corporation. Be a real baby, though. Uh, we found a venue for Zapcon 2015. Nice. We think. Crossed. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, it's not solidified yet, but it looks like there is going to be another Zapcon in April of 2015. Oh, that's that's super unsure. Hmm? That's super unsure. Either April or September. Okay. Or at a different venue. Okay. But probably April. You say probably April, but there's somebody in front of us in line. No, they're not. Okay. It's somebody, not but they're anymore. not cool. It's somebody, but they're not cool, so it's okay to kill them. Okay. That's what Kurt Cobain teaches us. It's okay to kill lame people because they don't have any feelings. Is Kurt Cobain not cool? He's dead. Because he killed himself. He's in people heaven forever. Cool? Well, he didn't say it was okay to kill himself. I see. And he did hate himself and want to die. That's a song. That's a Nirvana song. By Kurt Cobain. Of Nirvana. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Good night. Cheese dip dot exe.